During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adelier Jr. Joining me is Gameonesis, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? I'm with Janet. How's it going? It's going. It's going. I'm still recovering from you saying that you got McDonald's and didn't use the app, even though I specifically... <laughs> I, I mean, uh, what, uh, I need... I, I know Nano is in the chat. I know Nano is in the chat. Before you guys say anything else, which is worse... Janet not redeeming her PlayStation Plus games or blessing not getting the McDonald's. Or me, app. just going through the McDonald's drive through like a regular human being. What's wrong with tradition? <laughs> you know? I think it's definitely Why does everything need a change? Why does technology he, need to change everything the way we do anything? He's getting the McDonald's guarantee. Like, I don't download all the games because I legitimately don't play those games. And I haven't. And y'all tell me if you're playing all those games. And I know you're like, oh, but I have them. But, like, yeah, I don't need to have them. Like, I have. A bunch of games I don't play already. I don't need like, to add it, more. Is it like PS Plus where on the first Tuesday of every month I get a free McDouble? No. Then why do I need this app? But, but it's like if you... What's something you wouldn't order from McDonald's ever and you think is disgusting? The fish filet. It's like if you got a free fish filet. Like, would you eat it just because you got it for free? No. That, that's but like that. No, but no, you're not going to sit here and tell me that, that PS Plus is only giving out fish filets. Like no, I feel like when they give half out the time we're getting I great want stuff. to eat. Like you got FIFA 22 out... last month. Yeah, you're a big FIFA fan. I had FIFA 22 already though. Yeah, but a lot of people don't. You know, it's a recent. Yeah, game. I mean that that's fine. Like I, I think the service is like good. Well, it's growing, right? I think I like the monthly offerings that they have them. But if I'm not interested in the game, like they'll be putting out stuff that I just know I'm never, ever, ever gonna play. That I just have no interest in at all and if that's the case i don't feel the need to redeem those because i know i'm never going to play them if i think there's a chance i'll play it yeah i'll like you know what we talk about operation tank all the time i absolutely downloaded that i played it i platinumed it it was great yeah it was a good moment but i that not every time i'm going to get operation tango like there's no need for me to be redeeming all this but like stuff. you got maquette maquette was ps plus yeah mm. and i and i well actually i got that through code Trey's already so i didn't need plus. to yeah Extra. i don't get that like it's not like i'm not i'm not saying i'm never going to redeem the games mm. it's just that mm. if i'm not going to play the game I don't redeem it because it's not useful to so just have it there. Right now in the chat, it. we've got our current poll. Who's more of a monster? Uh, our two Jan our, our two uh, options are Janet giving up free stuff and whatever blessed. I don't know, uh, which is running away with the with running away with the vote. Blessing always, at seventy five percent of the vote and Janet at twenty five percent. See, people always like getting at me and listen. Is it a racial thing? <laughs> is it colorism? Who it's knows? Who knows? <laughs> Thing. You can do what you want with the audience, all right? You guys always come at me. Uh, you know, you know like, what? It's fair. I don't think you're playing that card enough, honestly. I don't play that card enough. I should probably play it more. Uh, no, do you know what time. Like might have the answers to the question that we're looking the question to the they answer the question that we're looking for, Janet, the number one games journalist, Imran the Don Con. Imran, Woo! what is worse? All right. No. 
not using the McDonald's app to go to the drive-thru this morning just so I can get my morning coffee, or Janet Garcia paying for PS Plus and never redeeming the PS Plus Not game. never. Not never. Don't misrepresent it. Occasionally. No, not. Rarely ever redeeming the PS oh, Plus game. I, I am in the same that. boat as Janet in that I have just not redeemed PS Plus games for God knows how. Like, if it reminds yes. me of the dashboard, I'll just do it probably, but like... Most I don't go to McDonald's without the app because one drive through way too long. Two, they never fucking understand my order anyway. And they're usually going to get it wrong. So like, it's easier to just put it in the app than go to the little thing and just wait there for a curbside pickup for them to actually bring it out because it's it's shorter and easier and it it lowers the number of people I have to talk to or hand things to as well. But like, drive through is so easy though. You know, you go. To but the this speaker. gets you reward points. Yeah, yeah, you're missing the points for a fish fillet that you're not gonna want. You're just forcing there's other to stuff. There, there's other. You don't need to redeem there. the fish fillet. You choose yeah. what you redeem on the app. Why don't Why don't they bring back like, the snack wrap? The world is not fish fillets. The world can be any kind of Big Mac you want. Also, some people want a fish fillet. Like, I'm not here to tell you you can't eat a fish fillet. I'm just saying no, that I am. blessing I'm is here to eating tell a fish fillet. I was going to say, do we That's not judge well, I, I'm here to say that if you order a fish fillet, I assume that you're at least 55 years old. That's the thing, yeah. Like, maybe if you order the fish fillet, that's fine if you're over the age of 50. Like, if you're maybe, Nick Scarpino age, Maybe it's Lent order time the fish and you're rolling through the drive-thru, you know what I mean? And it's specifically fish fillet and you order it with a coffee because it's always that combo for mm. whatever reason. I'm sure. Oh, I, I feel like, like the coffee probably like enhances the palate for the fish fillet. That, I think that, fish sandwiches. My prediction. Fish sandwiches are good in general, but like I'm not gonna get one from McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, 100. Yeah. No, I'm. That's I'm why down it was the weakest thing. That's why like Pusha T came for the fish fillet because it was so vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> like he wasn't gonna just like anything else. Just like Drake was vulnerable. He knew he was like the fish yeah, fillet. Like, has he a knows weak spot. how to pick his spots. You know. Exactly. You know who might not know how to pick their spots? Janet Garcia. Nintendo every now and then because that's why we have Imran Khan. We have Imran Khan here on this episode for a few reasons, and we only have him for a limited time. So I got actually got to get through this because I have a lot of good things uh, to dissect and dive into with Imran Khan and Janet Garcia here. So let's talk about today's stories, which include One Two Switch's sequel being in turmoil. Who would have thought uh, a Fire Emblem preview and more? Because this is kind of funny games daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live you can correct us if we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you there's a new episode of the kind of funny games cast up right now and it's our quarry review uh that is me greg joey and snow michael michael we've all played it and we all have stuff to say about it and we'll have more later because uh we're releasing a very special spoiler cast for the quarry when it comes out this friday so look out for that also on youtube.com slash kind of funny games ps i love you xoxo is up and it's a special stray preview that's right there's a lot going on uh this week over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh me and greg have both seen prey uh sorry not prey stray prey came out of wago i've Seen Prey. That's a pretty good game. Stray, we've both seen it offhands uh, behind closed doors, and we spill all the secrets that we can. Uh, we also get to talk about Ben Studio's future and whether or not Insomniac is going to make another Ratchet and Clank. Uh, it's a banger of an episode. You should go check that out. Uh, and then 
again, there's a lot happening. YouTube.com is kind of funny games. Remember, The Blessing Show is back for a special episode about the Steam Deck. It's up right now. YouTube.com is kind of funny games. And lastly, we're at the very beginning of Summer Game Fest season. Uh, Summer Games Fest Live, Xbox, Xbox Game Showcase, and more are all happening in the next week. Uh, make sure to check in to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games because we'll be reacting to it all live along with you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire and Fargo Brady. Today, you're about to invite me undies, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Story number one is actually doubling as both our lead story for Count of Funny Games Daily and also required reading because it is a full-on report done by the one and only number one games journalist in the world, Imran the Don Khan. It is all about One Two Switch's sequel and how it is currently seemingly in development hell. I'm going to read an excerpt from it. I'm going to throw to Imran to give us uh, the details that we need to know, and then we're going to talk about it, right? So the, the parts I want to read, right? Read out. I'm jumping kind of into the middle-ish of the article. Reads like this. Accounts differ on exactly when the sequel to One Two Switch started development. The title, which sources say settled on everybody's 1-2 Switch at one point, went through a few variations as developers struggled with a core question. How exactly do you make a sequel to 1-2 Switch? The obvious answer was simply to add more minigames, as other iterative party games uh, had done, uh, but they also wanted to release a title that didn't render the first game moot and stop it from selling. The inspiration instead came from Jackbox Games, developers of Jackbox Party Pack series. Games like You Don't Know Jack, Fibbage, Quiplash, uh, and the like are popular at parties, inspiring everybody's 1-2 Switch team to establish a game show-like theme with a host and more participants. As opposed to the original game setup of having two users with a Joy-Con each going up against each other, everybody's 1-2 Switch uh, had many more players at once. With the use of smartphones, the game could have lobbies as big as 100 players, thus the name Everybody's 1-2 Switch. The idea on paper was solid. Nintendo EPD Group 4 designed a host for the minigames uh, based on international appeal, a bipedal horse that looked like a man wearing a rubber horse mask. The game's test, uh, text simply referred to him as horse because it sounded enough like the English word host that it would come across in different languages. Minigames would, ha would ask players to physically move around environment for things uh, like musical chairs or use their phone to play bingo. There was even a game that resembled a virtual version of Spin the Bottle uh, that involves saying something nice about another person. It tested horribly. And I that bit makes me crack up because that is the most Nintendo thing you could ever tell me. Oh yeah, here's a game about saying nice things to other people. But Imran Khan, you did this report. First of all, I want to ask like, what was the process like of doing this report, right? Like, I know you as one of the scoop guys in the industry, right? Like, you're able to get those scoops. You're able to put out really cool features that I love to read. What was that process like? And then also, uh, what am I missing from the report that's important to point out? So a couple of months ago, this basically came, like, people started talking about this game openly online. Like, I, I saw a rumor that, like, yeah, there's going to be, like, a game Nintendo's putting out that is not testing well and that's like it becomes sort of an issue of where they're going to put it so i started looking into it and i started talking to my own sources being like hey what's the deal and i started talking to the people who posted the original rumors and i kind of figured out like oh there's a there's a story here there's a lot of things you like hear about and you pursue and you turn out oh this is actually real but it's not really a story mm. but the, this one was oh they put out a they're making a game that is testing so badly that now they don't really know what to do with it and uh like, you described it as development hell blessing. I'm not sure I quite go that far. I think this game 
as far as I know, it could be done, but it could be ready to announce at whatever their next direct is or whatever. But they it really intended to have it out earlier this year. And the fact that it didn't make it was because they the feedback they got was so bad that they had to go back and really tear it down to the strips and actually remake a lot of this game to make it more fun. Because the people who were playtesting it were like, this is just not fun at all. We're deriving no enjoyment from this game at all. Which, there's a difference between a bad game and a game that just nobody likes. Yeah, like a damaging game. And yes. That's the way that, it, when when you're um, writing in the article, that's the way that it seems to be framed. Of like, there's people uh, at Nintendo that are like, we can't release this because this is going to be bad for our reputation. You know, one of the um, final uh, paragraphs in the article reads, it is unclear what Nintendo plans to do with the game now. Some sources have said Nintendo executives will not be swayed on the idea of a full $60 retail release for the game, citing how well the original 1-2-Switch did in similar circumstances with a poor critical consensus. Some others within the company have suggested making the game an add-on bonus to the higher tier of Nintendo Switch Online, similar to Animal Crossing New Horizons, Happy Home Expansion, and the Mario Kart 8 deluxe booster pack especially as the game is so dependent on online play for massive lobbies the quality might matter less sources argue if no one is actually paying anything extra for it which i find it's a fish fillet (laughs) yes a fish fillet it's like do we just put it on the menu because we know just random people might pick it up and get disappointed or do we not release it like mcdonald's should have done with with the fish fillet yeah, the thing has gone through QA by this point, so I don't think there's any chance they just shelve it forever. I think mm-hmm. they're going to get it out some way because any game that's gone completely through uh, quality assurance is going to come out in some form. I suspect the fact they either take a loss on the boxes or they take the reputation hit for trying to release that game. And I think they're trying to figure out which one that is still. I would, if it were me and I was, the choice was I had to get that game out. I would probably put it on Switch Online because it is very, it is like uh, Mario 35 or Tetris 99 or whatever that you more or less need online. Like, you can play the game without it, I'm pretty sure, but if you're going to really take advantage of it, if you're going to do the game show stuff, the team battle mode, the the 100% lobby stuff, you're going to really want online for that. So, if they, I assume they're probably going to give that away on the Switch, but again, who knows? They did print out a bunch of boxes for it, but boxes can be reused. I I think the main thing is there's people at Nintendo who are going this the original game sold really well. I don't think they've thought about why. I don't think they've thought about that it was a launch game and it was one of the only options, but they think it sold really well. Why can't an expanded version of that idea sell better at like a higher cost? And I don't I don't think the people telling them cuz it sucks are getting through to them but we'll Mm. we'll see i don't my sources did not know how this is shaken out yet i think the only people who know are like fairly high up so less of a development hell and more of a marketing conundrum for them yeah i think that game is coming out it's just a matter of how at this point yeah really quick did you get any sense on you know was this significantly worse than the original one two switch or is it just that it is also not very good and it kind of just lands on hey now that we're like looking at this like what do you was it like you know the matchmaking was bad like it's kind of almost borderline broken like i think having it the the kind of line of it testing horribly and kind of like everyone kind of coming back and saying that this is not it um is definitely in, in the extreme so like was this something that is like significantly worse than the original launch or is it just like hey we can't keep putting out games of this ilk because they don't work so i think it's the original one two switch had 
two points to it. One was to show how Joy-Cons work, and the other was to kind of give a bone to the Wii audience that they don't know is going to be on Switch, but if they are, like, here's a thing for families to also play. I think what they tried to do with the sequel, based on what my sources told me, is they tried to make the game... They tried to do the thing with cell phones, which is ambitious. Like, Jackbox does that, but it's ambitious for a Nintendo thing to try to get fill up a 100% lobby. And because of that, like, larger player count, they made the games longer. And by making the games longer, they became a lot more tedious. Like, 1-2-Switch is fun for, like, 20 minutes, I'd say? Like, you you play it like, okay, we did the cow milking thing, that was neat, the sword catching was kind of cool, and then you're done. And this one was like, what if each round lasted 20 minutes on its own? Yeah. And people would just be like, the, the playtesters went, this is not fun, we don't even want to finish this round. And I think that, going back to them, was they they tried an idea based on how they felt they could expand on the one two switch idea and i think it just completely backfired yeah like you mentioned here in the article right i think there's a very fascinating and like a very illuminating part where you make it clear right when playtesting groups received the game the feedback to the development team was brutal the target audiences nintendo was hoping to hit families with children found the games boring many didn't even want to play through entire rounds in the bingo example one player would use the joy con to mime digging out a number before reading it off the tv screen a process that playtesters reported as tedious the main mode of the game the team battle mode pit at least two two teams of players against each other in various mini games this mode prominently featured horse who and remember horse is the host character because ho horse sounds like host for some reason uh who would give color commentary during the games uh during the localization process sources started calling the game quote horseshit as shorthand <laughs> which is very damning coming <laughs> internally from the company yes. let alone what audiences would probably have to say about the game and to be clear localization is not like a it doesn't mean necessarily mean from another language into english it means like from English and other languages, because a lot of it was FMV and a lot of it was recorded into English. So I think hmm. like, I want to clarify if people are like, oh, this is NOA or whatever. It's not necessarily NOA. Yeah, it could be like, anybody um, yeah. on like on any Nintendo localization team, which yeah, it's very like very fascinating. And I'm curious to see when this pops up, if this pops up. You know, you make it sound like it's a thing that it's a thing that's going to inevitably pop up. And the funny thing is, I think on the surface, everybody's one to switch sounds like it could could be a step forward, just an idea. I'd be down for a Jackbox Nintendo game that made use of the Switch and the Joy-Cons in a cool way, but it sounds like the execution um, so far internally just ain't it. I, maybe yeah. that comes through if they delay it and take take their time with it and figure it out, but it seems like we might be too far gone for that. This Sorry, is Barrett, reaffirms go for, for me that 1-2 Switch in the first place should have just been an actual successor to WarioWare Smooth Moves. Like 100%. Like they should have just branded it that way and like have that also be a way to, you know, um, teach people about the Joy-Cons and stuff like that, but then also be able to get goofy with it in a way that would be like almost like protect themselves for like the future in this in sequels and stuff like that. When you just brand yourself as, hey, this is the thing to teach people how to use the Joy-Cons and that's it. Like that. It's just it's such a weird. I, such it's a weird. Movie. Nintendo's fascinating, man. One, man. And it, become, it come, always comes back to weird Nintendo decisions of, yeah, WarioWare, a WarioWare game that was like smooth moves that showed you how to use the Joy-Cons and all that stuff seems like a slam dunk. Or 
Nintendo Switch Sports coming out at launch would seem like a slam dunk. You know, that's another thing that I've noticed as the month has gone, that um, Nintendo Switch Sports came out, what, like a month and a half ago? And I've not seen many people talk about it since, right? Like, the game came out, and I feel like, it for me, it was that um, uh, reiteration of, hey, uh, uh, Wii Sports was dope because it was a pack-in, because it was this cool new phenomenon of, of motion control, all this stuff. And this isn't me shitting on Nintendo Switch Sports because I do think that there's some fun to be had in there. But it coming it, it coming through halfway through the generation and being pretty much more Wii Sports, I don't feel like was enough for that game. And it's and for me, it's so strange that they're putting the, they put that game out at this time as opposed to why not just have one ready at launch as opposed to a 1-2 Switch. Right, one two switch didn't seem like it had the personality or the uh, gameplay to back up something that seemed like a worthwhile launch game, especially because you had to spend money on it. Right, that game wasn't mm. even a pack-in type thing. That was fifty um, bucks, and I thought an expanded thing would sell for ten dollars more, which I don't think they could. I think if anything, that game needs to get cheaper. Like it needs to be way cheaper than it actually is. Speaking of weird decision, uh, Nanobiologist, aka Nanosecond Gaming, in chat made a really weird decision, and they admitted, "Oh, I'm tired of all this fish fillet shit talking." Uh, Nanobiologist, I don't know what to tell you because the fish fillet is terrible, right? I open, I've opened up another tab uh, where I go to McDonald's menu and I look through it. I'm like, "Why would I choose the fish fillet over any of this?" Right? I look here and I see the spicy crispy chicken sandwich. I see the Big Mac. I see the chicken nuggets. I see the world famous fries. I see the quarter pounder with cheese. I see the iced coffee that I'm drinking right now, which is bit, which is a banger the sausage burrito the egg mcmuffin and i'm not even a big egg mcmuffin fan but i'll take it over the fucking uh, fish fillet all right all right is that clear does anybody have problems with my fish fillet hate next news story all right yeah there's not a whole lot of people out there like boosting the fish like nanobiologist is one there's only nanobiologist who's not a real biologist by the way actually (laughs) that might be a lie i think he is a real biologist (laughs) (laughs) um yeah lent is carrying the fish fillet you know fridays Mm. if you grew up Mm. catholic or are still catholic like I, I've eaten a lot of fish fast food when I was Catholic because it's like it's Friday and I need to eat and there aren't a lot of options. But I think outside of that, that's kind of that's that's this one shining moment. Yeah, in my it's like a, out of necessity, not out of enjoyment. Yeah, when you're eating out of necessity, you're not enjoying it. Like you know how many fish think, sticks I ate during that Catholic era? Like a lot, a lot. You if know you ever I've think like none. Yeah, if you ever think like I want a fish fillet, go find like a good fish and chips place nearby and eat. Oh my that god, yeah, yeah. Dude, I had fish and chips uh, from a place nearby, yes, uh, not yesterday, but the other day, and that shit is fire. Like, I fucking no love No one's replacing, the last thing before we move on, well, two things. Yeah. One, yeah, I think Nintendo's obsessed with trying to replicate the success it had in the Wii when it needs to just move on to a certain degree. Like, I think, you know, Wii, the only thing I think they've done well in that what if Wii but different was Ring Fit Adventure, where you could argue that is sort of its its version of Wii Fit, um, but I feel like they actually did stuff and iterated and had like a different kind of device um, in a way that made that feel like its own thing, while like Switch Sports just feels like you're trying to recapture the mo- the time everyone was bowling, but I feel like people don't want to digitally bowl like that, even though I know you, Bless, said that you think that's better than real-life bowling, which is another hot take, but we're not going to dig into that because there's not enough time. But Bless that, thinks that also- because he's really good at that game. Like, I, we were at a party, and <laughs> oh, Bless I was like I, dominating. We bowling okay. my shit. Yeah, you know, you were you were like doing so, you were beating everyone by like a mile. That's the thing is when I say I'm about that we bowling life, this I guess switch sports bowling life, I am about that life. I fucking love that game, right? And like this isn't shade to real life bowling. I think real life bowling is fine. But like switch bowling is on another level. Also, to pull in another chat, right? The Jew Ninja in chat says, I live in Seattle. I should do, do that. He mentioned this when I talked about fish and ships. And I want to yeah. uh, give a shout out. I used to live in Seattle. There was a food truck in Seattle called Nosh. 
And they're actually the ones that initially put me on to fish and ships. It's a fish and ship trucks, a truck. It'll change your life. Big ass, a big ass fish that they're putting on that plate, right? And the chips, chef's kiss or fries or whatever. They're chef's kiss. They're amazing. And so go check out Nosh if you live in Seattle and you're looking for some fish and ships. But for now, let's move on to story number two. This is the second reason why we have Emron on today. Uh, Fire Emblem's Fire Emblem Warriors has a uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, to be clear, right? Has a preview embargo that is up today. I got a roundup for you, but Imran Khan has been playing it for us, and will also share his preview thoughts. But to start off, I'm going to pull from Henry Stockdale at Eurogamer, who uh, titles their preview: "Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes is an enjoyably strategic return to Fogland." Uh, the article reads like this. As a decade-long Fire Emblem fan, I'm relishing the strategic gameplay. Better still, I didn't notice any considerable performance problems in handheld or docked mode, uh, even when fighting large groups. I'm greatly enjoying what I've seen, and it's still very satisfying to mow through enemy hordes. Three Hopes feels like a significant improvement over the first Fire Emblem Warriors. It's more refined, its strategy runs deeper, uh, while it's all pleasantly familiar. I'm excited to see the rest. And then Colin Black at RPG site uh, says Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes is the full package. I've quite enjoyed my time with Three Hopes so far. The gameplay loop, my favorite part of Three Hopes, uh, has been kept, or my favorite part of Three Houses, has been kept uh, kept in and improved to make for a tighter-paced experience, fitting for a Warriors game. Battles are fun, backed up by several RPG systems and competent AI party members to keep it from being boring. The story is fun so far, no literary masterpiece, but an entertaining tale with engaging characters that knows when to take itself seriously. That, to me, sounds like a worthy successor to Three Houses. Uh, Imran Khan, to start off, what is Fire, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes? So it is an alternate story take on the original Fire Emblem Three Houses in Warriors game form. So like Age of Calamity was quote-unquote a prequel to Breath of the Wild, This is, but it was actually turned out to be like an alternate story thing. Like this is the alternate story to Three Houses. The idea is one thing changes very, very early in the game instead of like the th- the the leaders of the three houses meeting Byleth, they end up meeting Shez, who is like the main character of this game. And that changes basically the entire story because without Byleth there, a bunch of things just get revealed early or changed. So this is the, like taking that like route idea and basically making a fifth, fourth route for the the series that you could like go through and see how things are different. How's your time been with it? So I like Musou games. I'm one of the very few people I think in game journalism that likes Musou games, but I like I enjoy them. I thought Hyrule Warriors is great. I thought Age of Calamity wasn't, but I'm really really liking this game. I think this is in terms of how games are like the Musou games differ from their source material. This one actually takes on way more Final Fantasy 3 Houses mechanics than I would have mm. thought. And like the actual battles, obviously, are you going through and you slicing up a, like a bunch of people. But yeah, the, so to be clear, yeah. for people who are listening that might not know what a Musou game is, right? Like you're talking about Dynasty Warrior style games where it's just a, an incredible amount of enemies that you're going through and slicing through. Yeah. So like this is that, but it also has a battle map mode that's just similar to the Dynasty Warriors Empire stuff, where I spend probably as much time in the menus in this game as I do actually like action slashing people. So let's say you're, you're in a battle. Your battle is to take a fortress. You have uh, five people on your team and there's different like segments around and like the, the side or the current mission is take over all those segments. What you could do is take your strongest character, just control them and go to each one. And like, as one is being attacked, you go back and handle and defend it. And then you come back and do the rest. 
Or you go to the map menu, you give orders to five of your people and have them take over each one of those things. And you can switch between them if you want. You can go handle those personally, or you could just do one of them and, you know, go check on the others when they're done. And that's basically, like, the thrust of this game's strategy system is that you control all these people as if it were a Fire Emblem battle. And you do put them up against, like, oh, well, I have this one axe character, and the person in this fortress has a lance. So I'm going to go send my axe character after them because they'll have a type advantage. And you kind of just think about it from that perspective, but then side missions come up like, oh, help these mages escape this area. So you send people over there, or some pegasuses have suddenly, like, come into this battle, so pegasi, come into this battle, and you have to send your archers over there to take care of them. It's not heavy strategy. It's not like, you're not going to rack your brain really thinking about it, but because of the fact Sounds that... Sounds good. Yeah. Because of the fact that there's, per, there's an optional permadeath in this game, uh, and I have it turned on, you really have to care about what you're doing. You have to make sure you are not sending people to the wrong place. You can't, it asks you at the beginning, hey, do you want to turn permadeath on? So you can't miss it. You're not going to suddenly have permadeath on without realizing it. But if you have it on, it makes you really intent to make sure no one makes a bad decision here. Um, so like for, for you, right? Like as somebody who, I assume you played a, a lot of Three Houses uh, before this. Yeah, I played three houses. I, I only did one path. I did the Leicester Alliance path, which is Claude path. And this one, I chose the Edelgard path. So I played the the previous game quite a bit. It turns out I don't remember as much of the story as I thought I did. But this game kind of... The game kind of assumes you do, but also if you don't, you're probably fine. Like, it's not going to... You're not going to really miss anything. If you're, a, if you're a Fire Emblem fan who's not touched uh, Musou games in the past, do you think that this is something that might still appeal to you? I don't think it's going to be the thing that makes you suddenly go, oh, I love Musou games, but I think it's worth a try. I maybe wouldn't try over 60 bucks, like, in terms of if you're iffy about it, but I would probably, like, I think there's enough mechanics here. Like, there's weapon durability, uh, not in the Breath of the Wild way, but in the Fire Emblem way, where if you use weapons enough, then they'll break and you have to replace them with new ones. Uh, but not... It's not as bad as it sounds. It's not like you will just break in the middle of a battle without your without you intending to do it. Uh, like there's the order system. There's so I did in one of the the routes. I had a you go to the final chapter or final mission of a chapter by beating little battles before it. And when you as you beat those battles, you gain more strategy points, like intelligence about the final. Uh, battle you're doing in that chapter so i got 30 points from my last one and i was looking through the list of the different orders i could give my like have make it so my characters inside fortresses that are on my side are stronger making it so some monks are with me like an add into the battle and two of them were like sway some enemy commanders to your side i was like okay what's that mean so i picked those and there were two characters that could be recruited but they could only have been recruited if i had enough strategy points to choose those two options so i choose i chose them and once they were defeated i got two more mages on my side that i would not have had otherwise they're like named characters with art and voices and like backstories and stuff like that and between battles there's a like a base you can go to where you can expand on the base you can cook meals you can get to know your people and there's support conversations as well i've not seen anything with like a romance but i don't know if that's maybe later in the game or not 
I do want to shout out, right? You mentioned the Fire Emblem fans maybe being able to try it out, but also the $60 being a high price point. Uh, Nintendo uh, this morning tweeted at Nintendo America, the Ashen Wolves make their way to into hashtag Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Download the free demo for Fire, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, available now on the, on the Switch eShop. Your progress carries over to the full game once purchased, uh, releasing on June 24th. And so it turns out, like, if you're a Fire Emblem fan and you're on the edge, like, you don't know, or you're on the fence, you don't know if you want to uh, check this game out or not for the gameplay boom you got it in right there which is really exciting yeah uh, on the edge really quick uh, <laughs> i mean we're all on the edge imran you're kind of talking about like the the strategy of um that's obviously from the fire emblem games uh, coming into the 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 muso style gameplay and stuff like that uh as a fan of like persona 5 and like uh you know they got the similar treatment treatment with persona 5 strikers how well do you think the the two kind of gameplay elements um mixed together because that was something that i was personally like really impressed with persona 5 strikers like even though that gameplay loop kind of wore on me after a little bit like i i was really impressed with how much they integrated the persona 5 combat into a um action muso game so i was uh do you think that so far like of your preview uh fire emblem warriors uh three hopes is kind of like doing the same or you're kind of surprised by how well they're mixing uh despite being two very different uh genres yeah, I think so. I think like for this is that for Fire Emblem fans that there's enough here that you can be like, okay, they they actually sat down and thought about how do you take three houses mechanics and put them into this like a more action video game. And it's stuff like even individual spells have different things, like different effects on enemies. So like you're not doing the same like uh, spell triangle, but you are doing oh, if I hit this guy with lightning, then he's going to like be paralyzed for a few seconds. And there's, like, you even have healers. Healers are still in this game, and if you heal a party member, you gain support levels with them, and that makes you both stronger. And, like, you gain temporary support levels that makes you both stronger at the moment. And stuff like that, you can also add someone to your immediate party and just switch between them, like, between combos. It's a really interesting way of how they sat down and went, okay, how do we take this mechanic and actually thoughtfully put it into this game? And I... I know Musa games have a uh, reputation of being like factory churned out, but this one feels, I think, for Fire Emblem fans will be very thoughtful. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Any fi final words on Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes? Uh, I am going to keep playing it past the preview or review session for sure. Hell yeah. All right, Imran Khan, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks guys for having me. Uh, before we move on to the next news story, I want to remind everybody out there that you can go to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just going to have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much from my first pair. I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to brawl to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction, 
satisfaction guaranteed. Go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at chime.com slash kfgames. That's chime.com slash kfgames. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. Janet, we're not done with the roundups because story number three, you got a Mario Strikers Battle League review roundup. Right now, that is sitting on Metacritic at 75 and Open Critic at a 75. I'm going to start off with Andrew Webster at The Verge, who gives it an unscored review and writes this. There are a few things in life that, are, that aren't imp- improved with the addition of destructive red shells and slippery banana peels. It turns out that soccer is no exception. Mario Strikers Battle League is Nintendo's latest attempt at an arcade-style soccer game, and it's an experience that's both streamlined and, cr- and chaotic. That means that it's easy to pick up and play, uh, but also that there's a lot going on, offering both depth for skilled players and uh, some shortcuts for newbies. It follows much of the same ethos as Mario Kart, only you're kicking a ball around instead instead of hugging the curves on Rainbow Road. Uh, it's an incredible amount of fun, but to get the most of it, you'll definitely need to bring some friends along. Really, that's my main takeaway from Striker's gameplay. It's fast and chaotic and leads to some incredible back-and-forth gameplay. It's a lot like basketball, with, with both, team, both teams driving to the net constantly. This is due to the, to the combination of speed, a smaller field of play, and items that can quickly change things. If there's one thing I've learned, is that no lead is safe in Mario Strikers Battle League. It's also a game with an excessive amount of personality, characters glow in hilarious ways, and the stadiums are actually uh, two home arenas smashed together. It's enough to make it a fun spectator sport as well. Uh, from there, I'm going to hop into Travis Northup's review over at IGN, who gave it an 8 out of 10, and says, Mario Strikers Battle League is part skillful soccer game and part ruthless brawler, and almost always a complete blast to play. If you've played any games in the series before, there won't be many surprises in store for you, and the small roster of characters and game modes is definitely d- disappointing, but uh, what's what's there is incredibly fun and replayable. I'm impressed by the online mode in the time I've had with it so far, too, as it sets the stage for a ranked playlist that I look forward to grinding my way to the top of. Janet Garcia, what is your hype levels for Mario Strikers Battle League? I have retired from mario sports in all its iterations no Um, even the soccer one yeah i mean like i just don't see this as being it seems fine right like it's it's sitting at 75 and obviously like you know that can vary too like i haven't played it i don't have a review on it but it's just like i feel like these are always like fine games like they're not that wavy um so i'm like you know what i don't think i need to spend time um with this at this point like i played mario golf i know the different games uh, and I'm not saying that Mar- Mario Strikers isn't better than Mario Golf, but I feel like they kind of all have that same, you know, Mario-fication of a sport. And it's not necessarily bad, but it's not something I personally feel the need to be drawn to. Um, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. This looks serviceable, but I just I just don't really see it being, you know, a sport arcade hit in the way that even like, you know, they they mentioned the comparisons to Mario Kart, like Mario Kart is such a blast. And I think also it's for me, it's generally like a red flag in a game. If people say you need friends to have fun with it, Um, I feel like I struggle to think of a game that's 
really amazing that also isn't also enjoyable on my own. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Uh, but you you were like super excited about this though because like yeah. I remember the reaction. You were like, oh my, you and Tim were like, oh my god, this is like one of my like favorite spinoffs ever. Um, I also, mean, side me- note, I find it weird that they did compare it to basketball. I'm like, you mean like street soccer? Like it's yeah. <laughs> it's that was the one like, I double, I did double check. I was like basketball. That All right, seemed cool. a little like unnecessary. I think it was um, me like a high scoring, but like also I, I. So I'm not even somebody who spent an incredible amount of time with Mario Strikers. Like I have played quite a bit of Mario Strikers, and I love Mario Strikers. But the thing that got me excited was both the fact that we've not had Mario Strikers in a long time, and also like. I'm. I didn't have a GameCube, right? And so, like when I was playing Mario Strikers, it was more so at somebody else's house, how or like a friend's house, or playing on a friend's console. And I'm with somebody who does love soccer, and I do like Mario Same. sports games. And so, like, you know, I think you're right in terms of I with the Mario sports games recently. There's a level of this is the B team <laughs> that's working on this one, right? This isn't our heavy hitters. This isn't like the the games. The, the, these aren't the games that we're spending all our time, all our budget, and all our resources on. These are games that we're putting out to be eights out of tens maybe sevens out of tens right and so for me i played mario tennis aces and played that for a solid two weeks and had a fantastic two weeks but didn't play it past that two weeks and ended up actually giving it uh, selling it back to gamestop right same similar thing with mario golf i got a little bit more juice out of mario golf because i have more friends around that play mario golf right and i'm blessed to be at the kind of funny where greg miller and Andy cortez are down to throw throw down in golf on multiple streams in a row and so like i had that i had other friends that played that with and i think golf had a little bit more longevity to me because i didn't like the balancing of aces versus golf which golf is golf you know it's not going to feel too super imbalanced except for when you have like character abilities on and all that stuff but i wasn't playing that way um but with that mario strikers battle league is one that has ignited more excitement for me because of the style of it. That's one thing that I felt like Aces and Golf were both missing. They felt very plain for Mario sports Mm -hmm. games. They didn't have the attitude or the energy or even, for me, the the accoutrements that made that make mario sports games exciting i remember playing mario tennis on 64 and how like they had the different uh fields right that had the different properties but then also they had a fun uh bowser course in uh mario in uh, tennis 64 where they had like mario kart style items that you can hit and then that'll give you like weapons to use and all that stuff right like there were really cool things like that. There was a tournament mode in Mario uh, Tennis 64 and all that stuff that made that super exciting. I know for Mario Golf, I didn't play the Game Boy one, but I hear so many people talk about how, oh man, I love the adventure mode and playing Mario Golf on the Game Boy. You know, like I, there are so many Mario sports iterations that have super cool uh, things, modes, and exciting features in them that elevate them. And both Aces and Golf didn't have that for me. Whereas yeah, Golf did uh, have a campaign though, just to clarify. Which one had a campaign? Can't, golf. Oh, golf did like have a campaign, one. and also yeah. to be fair, tennis had. I get a campaign that you're kind of well. just naming stuff, but just to you know, so people don't think that we yeah, don't know that there's a campaign. Had you know, a, a very silly campaign too. I had a fun time with that. Yeah, campaign. yeah. Well, that that's was, the thing is, a little bit of that too. It was interesting, like which is the character setup of it all was you know cute, and I, th- I thought I did a decent job of kind of tutorializing elements. But at the end of the day, I didn't have, I didn't have much fun. You know, that's playing the thing it. Is, it was, I was it let down bad. by both. It just wasn't fun. You know, like I'm like, all right, Mario Tennis Aces campaign. I should have played way more for how excited I was for that game. But mm-hmm. I played 
what, three hours of it, and I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't need more of this. And Mario Golf was a similar thing where I already saw reviews and people weren't super glowing about the campaign. And then I started the campaign. I was just like, I don't want to play more of this. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm good on this. And so it's not even the fact that they don't have campaigns. It's the fact that the campaigns just didn't shine in a way that right. made it exciting for me. And Battle um, Mario Strikers Battle League, I, I don't even know if they've talked about a campaign or any of that stuff. For me, it just is the idea of, oh, they're going for it in art style. Oh, the characters actually have personalities like they're bringing they're bringing back the attitude oh shit the idea of like these courses being two courses smashed together in this cool thing all that stuff has me excited for strikers but then it just being soccer as well i love soccer sports games like me and you both play fifa all the time i was playing have FIFA you earlier. um have you played alpaca ball no what is that <laughs> it's a it's a soccer game where you play as alpacas and it's like wonky physics so you like swing your neck to like hit the ball and like you have like these different like I think they toss out different like balls that have different properties and stuff. So that's like my I think that's the thing too. Like there's a weird sort of and I I would be interested in trying it, but like I don't want to invest the money into trying it this time around because I already took the L mm. on I took the L on a lot of games last year for the for the sake of content. And while you know there's a degree to which I'm always willing to do that because it's my job. Like I feel like streaming and doing odd stuff. That's part of what I do. You know I play it so that other people don't have to. But I'm like you know what I took too many L's last year, so I have to I have to take a step back because I took an L on like Mario Golf. I took an L on uh, New Pokemon Snap. I feel like there was at least one other one. WarioWare was fine. Was, I probably yeah, didn't really need fine. to do it. Cool. it. Um, but you know it was like that was probably like it the better of the. Mario Party, Mario Party was Superstars like a weird, was fantastic, though. Was a weird situation. But I, here's the thing. I took the reason it became an L is because I bought both of like I bought the other one when they added online, but I bought it mm. also after it added online. And then like a month passed and I bought the other one because I'm obsessed with like Mario Party when it was good, which is mostly the old ones. Um, yeah. So there's just kind of I need like a some time away. But I don't know. Let me know what you think. of. Are you going to play Strikers then? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, okay, let me know what you think. Strikers. It's weird because I do feel like we have different tastes in this kind of game. So I don't know if you loving it would really be as meaningful for me as it is in other games that we have. Like, I mean, more I think it will with. help if you have somebody to play yes. with. You know, like, because I know for and you. My brother's down to like play. We were, we were going to do the test thing, but it was like such a small window of time that we just I, didn't have the time for it. I know for you and I, and I like, I, I totally understand the, the fact that, you know, this is a game that I can't play and enjoy by myself this isn't a game for me right like for me i read that and i was like cool i like i was expecting that anyway for this to be more of a fun multiplayer thing and a thing to play with friends and that does shorten the longevity a little bit of it uh for it for me where is mario strikers gonna be a game that i'm playing past the first three weeks of it being out maybe not you know road champions already put down i played that for maybe two and a half days you know like how much am i gonna get out of it but i do think that for the week or so that i do play if i'm playing it with friends and I'm having, if i'm having a good time then it's gonna be a blast for me and i but i don't know i'm I, like you i don't know if it's a game that i'm gonna go to by myself like two months from now to just play and pick up also i will say one final like thing because people were mentioning in the chat and i saw some things i agreed with and some i didn't as as per usual but um for games that are good that also aren't really good by yourself again i think that is a rarity but once that come to mind that people have shout out i do think mario party falls into that category you can have some fun by yourself but i wouldn't want to you know what, yeah you know no, what i mean play mario party alone yeah like that's that always seemed like i always was sad for those people i'm like oh you don't have siblings like that sucks or maybe you're, you hate your siblings yeah. which maybe sucks more um and yeah, some of us didn't have siblings Jackbox. until we were like 11 and for the longest time those siblings couldn't play games because you were 11 and they had just been born so mm -hmm. you know yeah, you gotta wait. Gotta, right. you gotta wait for a couple years for it to. Yeah, it, it took me forever to be able to play Mario Kart with a sibling. All right, 
I listen. I grew up with three. Mario older Kart, sisters. though, I have fun with Mario Kart alone. Like personally, I think that game can be played alone and enjoyed alone. Like go online I, and Mario Kart, you will get your ass whooped. Well, I wasn't getting that played. It's one of the two. Might get your ass whooped on, online. Are know. you are you rocking with the online crowd? Like, can you like place? Oh yeah. And online? Oh yeah. Bear Courtney. Oh, Bear Courtney yeah. doesn't mess around in Mario Kart. Like he 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 he, he drives in Mario Kart as Mario if he has Kart, a stick shift. If that was a thing, I would. Anyway, I was a kid that like I, I had three older sisters. After a while, they didn't play video games, and so I was playing like Mario Party and Mario Kart and all that shit uh, by myself. Um, but also, like to that point, I don't know. Like I feel like it is teach their own because you know, like I I I love Apex. Apex is my game of the year, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play Apex by myself. You know, I'd only want to play that with other people. Like multiplayer shooters in general, it's like I want to play this with other people. I'm not gonna come here and queue up by myself because I want to communicate. That's part of the the, the fun for me. But that is also a that's the way I play. That's the way that I think it's a to mm-hmm. each their own kind of thing. Anyway, let's move on to story number four. We're going to see some more Resident Evil 4 next week. Uh, this comes from Resident Evil on Twitter, where they tweeted out this morning, prepare for a fresh new look at Resident Evil 4 in the hashtag Capcom Showcase live stream. Remember, that's happening on June 13th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. This is actually pretty hype because I think this has raised expectations for what to expect out of this Capcom stream. Now, will this probably be the most exciting thing? Yes. But yeah, I was literally I, don't, thinking I wasn't that. even expecting this is the thing. So I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to have Resident Evil 4 there. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm like, they now have, and I, I don't mean this to be mean, but they now have a reason for, like, people are going to tune in now where they might not oh, have yeah. before. And that's the whole point of having something like this and also, like, announcing this ahead. Um, I mean, people might have already done that anyway, just, like, with the hope that it'd be there. But I think it's so much better to get to come out in front and say, yep, it'll be there. We're going to take a look at it get excited here's the date um but yeah and this also it's funny because you, you know uh spoilers for uh, ps i love you which did that post already that posted that today posted, right yeah. oh yeah yeah because yeah. i I, re- I saw you tweeted it but i forgot um you know it's like what game would you make come out i, I picked this one so i'm like they're just gonna drop it my prophecy will come true um but no i mean i think this is really cool and and i'm excited to see um more than anything i'm kind of excited to just see people's reaction to it who have like more insight than i do on it um just because i haven't played through all of resident evil 4 i've only played like a little bit of like the beginning area so i'm interested to see what are like longtime fans going to say about the things that we end up taking a look at and then also just getting a sense of i don't know maybe like what might be changed what they think their secret sauce is um in this iteration of re4 so yeah, yeah. i mean that was my biggest complaint for um re4 at the state of play is that we didn't see gameplay and I'll think that here, <clears throat> excuse me, that we'll see some uh, gameplay, which will be cool. And we'll have them to actually talk more about it, which will be, be, be exciting. And this gives me more hope that we'll see maybe some bigger, big hitters as far as, you know, are we going to see Street Fighter Six pop back up? Because they've been talking a lot about that game within the last uh, week since, since showing more at that state of play. I think that'd be cool. I think that would be a, a great get. And then, you know, what's going on with Exo Primal, that game that we all thought was Dino. That's Capcom, right? I got that right. Yeah, well, what's, what's going on with that game? You know, like, let me see. Hey, where's Pragmata? <laughs> That's announced. Are we going to see that? Who knows? All right, Maybe. Who knows? But for now, let's talk more about Summer Games Fest with story number five. We're going to see some Midnight Suns tomorrow. This is tweeted out this morning by Jeff Keighley, uh, where he tweeted out, Tomorrow, Marvel's at Midnight Suns world premiere new look is coming to Summer Games Fest. Catch the live stream 11 a.m. Pacific time across all major streaming platforms uh, and summergamefest.com. Janet Garcia, did this one get you hyped? Uh, this one I am a little bit more tentative on just because, I don't know, like this the the superhero the marvel stuff it's been other than like spider-man of course like it's been mixed so i don't know i mean i want to see what they bring to the table but 
I'm also, again, when I take too many L's, I kind of like have to be more cautious going forward. And obviously these are all like different teams that I've like played, um, you know, IPs from. But yeah, I mean, I think it's also just exciting to start to see it take shape more like these showcases, even though they are like literally a day or two days away in some cases, it can still be nice to kind of get a sense of, okay, what are some of the things that we definitely will be seeing? And it can kind of, you know, start to get the picture to take shape a little bit. And then there'll also be the excitement of, you know, seeing what stuff we haven't heard of yet and what those kind of uh, unknown quantities are going to end up being. But what about you? Are you excited for Midnight Suns? Uh, I'm, I've, my, my, my excitement is tempered as time is gone. When they first yeah. announced it, actually, when it first leaked, I was super hyped for it. I was like a Marvel XCOM game. I've never played XCOM, but I think this will be the, uh, the gateway to get me into that kind of game. Cause Mar if, if you want to sell me on something, get put Marvel in it and I'll be down to that. At the very least, try it out. I might not stick through it in the case of something like Avengers, which I guess I beat, but like, I didn't play that ongoing, even Marvel, uh, ultimate Alliance three, I started, um, and like, usually that's not my kind of game, but I got what like seven hours into it i didn't beat it but i was i still had a good enough time and i put i i was willing to put in that time because it was marvel midnight suns had the same effect where i was like shit i gotta play this this, this looks cool as hell i'm down to to experience something with the midnight suns like that sounds really cool but as time is gone um barrett you can fill me in more because i think you were the one mm. that put me on too there was like a, there, were, there were reports about how the game just wasn't shaping up as well i I forget if this was on Grub Snacks or something or, or maybe somewhere else, but I, I feel like I remember hearing recently that, you know, like in this gameplay that we were showing from, I think, like nine months ago, um, where they were actually showing off like a, a little bit of the um, strategy combat stuff. There's like a card system in there that I think might mm. might be in the middle of like reworks and stuff like that. So that might be something that they, they try to show off tomorrow of like what those reworks have shaped out to be uh, after almost a, a year after this uh, initial gameplay reveal. So that'll be... Yeah, that'll be interesting to see, like, that update and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm kind of the same as you. Like, I'm not an XCOM guy, but, like, you know, Mario plus Rabbids got me. And, you know, if if this kind of delivers even a little bit of an ounce of, like, how fun that game was, like, I could be into this for a bit. You know, I'm also not a uh, – what is um, – Marvel Real Ultimate time. Alliance uh, kind of uh, ripping off of, like, Diablo. Right? Oh, Diablo. It, yeah, style, like, I'm yeah. not a Diablo guy, but, like, I fuck heavily with Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like, all three of those games. So, um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of the same as you. My my one thing here, and this has just kind of been with uh, recent Marvel games that aren't Spider-Man, is that they all, even, like, the Ultimate Alliance 3, like, they just all look so, like, artistically generic. Uh, yes. That bums me out a little bit. Um the, I feel you there. Uh, yeah, and that's just like one thing. Like, I, I I don't even know like what to what to do the, uh, do with that other than just I hope the gameplay makes up for it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like Janet, come back to your original question, right? Like, I'm looking forward to it, I, but I do think it is a a guarded optimism. Like, I'm I I don't want to get too excited too early. I want to get my hands mm -hmm. on it or see what other people think before I, I I let myself get super excited. But it looks cool. It looks like something I do. If it's if it comes together, if it's great, then yeah, I think I'm gonna play it and hopefully I have a blast with it. Let's move on to story number six. Ben Studio confirms they're working on a new IP. This comes from a PlayStation blog uh, from yesterday. It actually broke uh, right before PS I Love You, so we had a really good conversation uh, there, mainly talking about the, the what they talk about with the new IP, but then also they revealed the, their logo uh, via a stream that I sat through like 30 minutes up before they revealed their logo, which I'm going to be salty about because you could have revealed it at the beginning. You know, again, Ben Studio had a good conversation. The vibes are fun. But I was there for the logo, and yeah, it made me sit through the whole thing. Uh, but you had to know the history of the logo before you could really. I had to know the history you know, of the logo. I had to know what it was like it. living in Bend. 
you know, I had to learn a little bit about Siphon Filter. They're doing a they're doing a Siphon Filter stream when that comes to PS Plus um, Premium, I think next week. And so, if you want to see the Ben Studio oh, play, damn, Siphon that Filter launches next week. Monday, doesn't it? Yep, that launches next week. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> We're about to learn and see a whole lot of We're about how to be that very thing works. Very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> From yeah, maybe probably. Probably. Uh, let's get into the okay. PlayStation blog. Uh, it reads like this, and this is uh, uh, Ben Studio writing this. As we reflect on our past and look forward uh, to the future, we are thrilled to unveil the new Ben Studio logo to you all. Uh, our, our new Ben Studio logo represents an abstract and modern interpretation of the studio's history, location, and lifestyle. Located at the base of the beautiful Cascade Mountains in Central Oregon, Bend, uh, or sorry, Central Oregon, Bend provides us with a unique lifestyle where we can work in tech but live life analog. After a day in the office, we like to plug into adventure and use our extra life to shred the slopes at Mount Bachelor, drag a line in Dayshoot's Strip River, or take a long hike in the wild. The new Ben Studio logo is just the beginning of Ben Studio's future. As part of the PlayStation Studios family, we promise to continue bringing you quality experiences that aim to leave an everlasting impact with you. Today, we are excited to share uh, just a snippet of news on our current project. We are currently working on a new IP uh, that includes multiplayer and builds upon the open world systems of Days Gone, but brings, brings you a whole new world that we are extremely excited to craft for you. We cannot wait to reveal it to you when the time is right. Come join our growing team uh, and help shape the future of Ben Studio. We're hiring across multiple departments, including options to be fully remote. Visit Ben Studios or sorry, BenStudio.com slash career uh, careers to learn more. Uh, one thing that we didn't get to talk about on FSLV, I think, was the logo itself. Bar Barrett, if you're able to pull the logo back up. I actually like the new logo a lot. I think it's uh, way sexier than what they had before. And it, it, in that like cheesy, really? marketing sort of way, right? Of that, yeah. You don't like I, it? I th I think it almost loses like its personality. I I I know the Ben the old Ben Studio logo wasn't anything like special, but it felt unique to them. Whereas like someone in the chat pointed out of like this feels like a shooter developer logo. It does the, make me like, think of Destiny I mean, a little bit. They are bit. a shooter developer. But I like yeah. the mountain-y like, look I, I to it like, on the inside. I feel like that's what I was gonna say. I like the, the I like the mountain. Thing. That's the vibe I get from this logo. I mean, they made Days Gone. Like, yeah, like that. But I feel Days like Gone isn't Call of Duty, bro. But like the energy is, it's brown, and you're holding guns, and you're shooting shit, and there's zombies. Like all, they share a lot of DNA in, yeah. in that case. But also, like, I do – here's why I like it is it's on Janet's point, right? Like, inside the triangle, you have, like, the other triangles that are, I think are supposed to represent the mountains uh, of Bend, Oregon. And then, like, they, they mention, like, the analog mixed with that digital, like, video game feel. And I feel, like, I feel like it represents that. I don't know. I dig it. And I also, their last logo was anything to write home about. I think that's the other thing. I didn't really like their last logo. Yeah, we just bend, and then the bend was bended, right? Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, that's I mean, personality. But this does make me think of Destiny, though, um, a little bit. It's a little too... But that's kind of like the futuristic look to it. Um, I like it. I don't know. I like it all right. Yeah. I mean, the new IP sounds for the next iteration. Yeah, that's the real story here, right? It's like, yeah. obviously, you know, they'll... <laughs> I think, though, the logo change does... I mean, it could speak to a lot of things, right? I mean, part of it could just be like, hey, we need to update this. So let's, like, make a... Let's wax poetic about it so that it's more than just, like, hey, we're updating it. Like, But it's also, like, a, a time for them to kind of talk about what they see the future of their studio being and what they're working on next. And yeah, I'm excited for whatever new IP they have coming down the pipeline. Uh, again, we talk about it a bunch on PS I Love You, so go listen to that for the full conversation. But I think we pretty much all agree that Days Gone wasn't it, but that there were some 
redeeming qualities uh, to what was there. And um, all of us kind of agreed that we would have wanted to see, you know, a second game if possible. But, you know, I'm definitely more excited probably for a new IP than I would be for a second game, which I'm guessing... I'm not alone in that thought, which is why they probably weren't allowed to make the second night for the second one, right? We had that whole conversation earlier. But at the end of the day, like, I'm excited that they're doing something new and that they are going to try to pull in the things that they feel like made Days Gone good or special or viable. Um, and I'm really curious as to what the multiplayer uh, mm. aspect means. Does this mean this is like a more generally multiplayer game or is it like a campaign that has multiplayer functionality? Is it like, you know, Greg had suggested it could be a a multiplayer in the uh, the Strand game kind of situation uh, that we've seen in uh, Death Stranding, Pokemon Arceus, right? You're picking up the packs. You can't tell me Pokemon Arceus isn't Death Stranding. Come on. I, mean, I, I didn't play enough Pokemon Arceus. Are you, are you picking up other people's packs that they put yeah, down in Arceus? Yeah, if you, if, you, if you, like, die, quote-unquote, no one does in Pokemon, I'm guessing, because it's Pokemon. But if you, like, you go pass to the beach out and in the to, field... Like, swim back yeah, to the Strand and then... You can see, like, if we're... Like, we're friends on... I don't know if we're friends on Switch, actually, bless, but... Um, I'm pretty sure we are. Uh, oh yeah, it's like nine, seven, eight, A, B, C, D. <laughs> Why Q, can't R, they just 3. let us have usernames? You know, there's a lot of things that they've decided that they don't want us to have, and I don't know why. But um, yeah, I can give you my code later. Um, yeah, Here. you could pick up people's satchels and then return them to them. So like, if you died in the in the field. I could go get your your little satchel at the spot where you died, and when I pick it up, like I get a little bit of like a little gift, nifty gifty, and then your stuff goes back to you. A nifty gifty? Yeah. Oh, I love a nifty gifty. All right, I'm in. Yeah, I'm me too. I think I think I'm right in that, right? It's like you get some freaking sparkles or some shit. I don't know what you get some, it's been a while uh, since I played. Nifty nifty gifties. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, it's actually it's not actually called that. No, it's not called nifty gifties. Oh, I, okay. I, I well, the way Barrett said it made me think that Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> made me think that Pokemon actually had a thrifty nifty gifty thing that you pick up from other players. They should, but no. I, I mean it's like some something they give you something. I do think that this is the best of both worlds for the folks that what I that for the folks that play Days Gone and enjoy Days Gone and wanted to see more of that, and for the other folks that might not have enjoyed it as much and wanted to see something different. This is this seems like it's going to be an iteration on that, but a new IP, which I think is what we want, right? We why I want them to work with that groundwork that they've established for themselves and um, push forward with the ideas that they have and might have the ability to make better given a second iteration you know again a new ip that includes multiplayer that builds upon the open world systems the days gone yes like finish what you started take that to the finish line and create something that's going to be a banger off of it my read on it because i didn't even get to talk about like the way that i read it you know you mentioned the, the strand game thing the way i read it oh thank you for your you've sent me your friend code thank you for it <laughs> um the way i read it was more so as a borderland style game you know like arcane check that it's right yeah and also check that we're friends because i'm surprised if we're, if we're not friends on nintendo what's um, your name on there like how i know you're you that's another thing too okay. but like my my picture is like me like laying down side my me obviously like laying down oh, sideways we are friends okay ignore that then here okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna I, I best friended you i don't know if you have to accept that just so that i know where you're at okay. but yes i'll do that when i open up my switch which at this point actually no mario strike is coming out so i'll, I'll yeah, do yeah. It um go. but to get back to my point you know arcane recently announced um uh redfall right and recently delayed redfall as well but that's another game that gives me borderlands vibes in terms of mm -hmm. setup right open world you're picking up loot you are uh co-oping with other character or other players doing all that stuff reading this verbatim from uh from ben studio a new ip that includes multiplayer that builds upon the open world systems the days gone i can see how that worked and you push that i think it's also notable that they didn't say live service you know in at, the, at a time that playstation is really trying to push their live service efforts and they're not afraid to say those words i think mm -hmm. if this game was live service they might say that here like hey we're, we're, we're working on an ongoing game that's going to live forever i think that's the thing that you would maybe throw out here to just say multiplayer makes me think 
multiplayer in the vein that Borderlands isn't live service, right? That is more of a contained thing, but you are working together with people or like uh, Outriders as well. Though also, which I, I feel like, world, but you get and correct, correct me if I'm wrong because I might be, um, the isn't like PlayStation like a little fast and loose with what they categorize live service as? We've not gotten like, answers. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, cause don't they categorize, um, isn't there like at least one game that we're like, oh, I guess they count that because of actually, or am I making that up? I don't remember, but I feel like they mm. might. Kind of funny how complex you're wrong. You know what, what I mean? Like, I don't PlayStation know. call live service? Because I'm like, thinking it was Gran Turismo. That's what I like was that. thinking. But but now I'm trying to remember, did they say that or did we ask why they didn't say that? I know that's a very complicated sentence that I threw out there. <laughs> it's probably an easier way to describe that. MLB The oh, Show, I think. Druvenator is what is in the chat. Yeah, MLB The people. Show. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And that's because of like the... It's got the Diamond Dynasty, like, card yeah. packs uh, stuff yeah. that you see in, like, other sports games. And I personally, I would put that in the bucket of live service. Do they, though, when they talk about it? Yeah, probably, right? I mean, seemingly. You know I would imagine that more, they do. That, that's more of my, like, you know, in the conversation of, does this mean that they're not doing a lot? That's, like, kind of my counter argument for, oh, maybe they are, and they just haven't, they don't lead with that kind of thing, but maybe PlayStation would couch it that way. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird, but, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And like, I look forward to seeing what this is. Like, I I could be down for whether it is a Borderlands style thing, Outrider style thing, or a Strand game. I'm excited to see them working on something new. And I hope that um, uh, I hope that comes through when they show when they show it. Right? Like, I hope we see that spirit of Bend, uh, uh that energy come through. And like, yo, no, this is this is the iteration. The tall right? trees. The tall trees in the mountains, but uh, uh analog but digital, Janet. Yeah. Analog but digital. Uh, it's a sim game, is what they're making. We have one more news story. It's just a quick hit. Uh, Saudi Arabia has acquired a $1 billion stake in Embracer Group. That's a billion with a B. Um, I pulled from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is a longer article. But it's basically a retread of what we've talked about before in previous uh, similar stories. Where in the same way that Saudi Arabia acquired stake in uh, Nintendo. I think a few weeks ago, and other companies uh, of the like, SN- most of SNK actually, um, they've done the same thing here with Embracer Group. The idea is that they want to um, diversify um, their uh, revenue income from just being oil. They want to uh, invest more in the video games industry because they see that as a big opportunity. I think it's weird <laughs> to go from oil <laughs> to video games. And also, it's vaguely problematic because uh, of the Crown Prince uh, Mohammed uh, bin Salman has had some acts, including maybe sentencing somebody to death it's a whole thing go to video games chronicle read the article inform yourself but it's why is this always out when we are together i don't yeah i don't know what it is about every is it like a timing thing is is it like that's when they do business like tuesday evening or tuesday afternoon like i don't know Um, they're like oh janet and blessings hosting let's acquire a big stake in a big ass company yeah but you know i feel like again don't need to spend too much time on it besides the fact that we're also kind of you know running short on time as it is but yeah like it's uh the dark layer of the sort of financial element of, of games so there you go i'm guessing we'll see more chat, of this because uh, chat we is said correcting each time. us live and saying uh, uh apparently he had a, a, a journalist killed so yeah yeah i knew, I accused them I knew that yeah, it's I one of the things where i don't with serious things like this chat you got to understand i don't want to misspeak i don't want to misrepresent something and so that's why i put it a little bit more in vague terms because with shit like this that i'm playing fast and loose and i don't have the opportunity to read through the full article i don't want to say the wrong thing and then like that turned into a whole thing but yes, yeah it was, like, it was believe- a combo accused of ordering the murder of journalist uh jamal kasagi yeah yeah janet I'm very curious to see what the next acquisition they or the next uh, investment they make in a video game company is. But hopefully, maybe that is so far away. If I want to know what's coming to mom, mom and grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. 
Out today, my lovely wife. My wife. Switch, my wife. Uh, for Switch <laughs> and PC. You got Mythbusters, the game, uh, Crazy Experiments Simulator for PC. Noel, the Mortal Fate for PS4. Numbles for Xbox Series X and Xbox One. Space Wing War for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, Sith Lord for Switch. Super Impossible Road for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One. Uh, the Cycle Frontier for PC. And then a new demo for Fire Emblem Warriors. Three Hopes launches on Nintendo Switch today. New dates for you. Deliver Us Mars is coming to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One on September 27th. Scrappy Workshop Sim Mini Maker Make a Thing uh, comes to PC on June 28th. Planet Zoo Conservation Pack arrives on Steam on June 21st. Dying Light Definitive Edition, the ultimate edition of the original Dying Light, will debut Thursday, June 9th, and mark the grand finale of new active development on the title. And then Fire Squad will be released on Steam on July 1st. I hope Steam will be okay. Uh, deal of the day for you Persona 5 Royal Deluxe Edition is $20.99 on US PlayStation Plus. Uh, Royal 64 also mentioned that. Persona 5, the OG, uh, is also available for $10, but I'm leaving that out because don't get the OG. Just get Royal. All right. Just don't get Royal. Just play just Royal. Royal. It's the definitive edition. But it if is. this one's only $20.99. Oh my God. <laughs> it's I just, it's just a more straight, like, even without the extra story stuff, you're just getting a much better version of the game, like, moment to moment gameplay wise. <laughs> just play the fucking Royal version. God you damn gotta, it. You gotta, Barrett, if you haven't made it already, you gotta make the meme, the Simpsons one of don't make me tap the sign <laughs> for this Persona 5 Royal thing. If you haven't already. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Lost in the sauce writes in and says, unfortunately, Nosh here in Seattle closed back in 2018. That is heartbreaking. And then, wait, no, they didn't close back in 2018. No, I had Nosh in like 2019. There's no way they closed back in 2018. Did they? This is one of those way, classic, like, maybe you've been dead or everyone else is dead situations. Like, that's been yeah. closed for 40 years. Well, here's the thing, like, right? I, eat? I had Nosh because they were in a rotation of food trucks uh, that would always come outside my work. And so, like, I had them all the time. But now that I think about it, I think they might have disappeared after a while. That might be right. That's like when, like, you know, somebody stops, stops coming to the dog park and all of a sudden you're like, where did, where did Tommy go? And then a year later you learn Tommy is just gone. <laughs> He's not coming back, and it's the saddest yeah. thing. And you cry for a little bit. Wow, that's heartbreaking, though. That Nosh is closed, um, because they were that was probably the best fish and chips I ever had. Um, and so that's a bummer. Pour one out for the homie Nosh. Uh, let's see. Frank Furter says additional tidbit: you'll get 100 platinum Nintendo points for downloading the Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes demo. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Those points Nato are says, like one of the few things Nintendo does really well. Like I think their point system is actually really good. Their point system is so good that mm -hmm. every now and then we'll get hit up for codes. And I'm like, they're like, do you want a Switch code or a PC code or an Xbox code? And I'm like, I have a Steam Deck, so I do want a PC code. But if I get the Switch code, I get the points. So I can eventually get a discount on the thing. And now it's become a conundrum. It's a whole thing. Uh, oh, the boards are good. Even to, like, missing, like, real quick, like, no, not we, just the... We got to wrap it up. I'm sorry. Guys. Yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Okay, no, uh, never mind. Nano says, Sony doesn't call GT7 a live service game, even though it meets every definition of one. Um, and that's it. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts for the show are going to be Greg and Tim. Remember, they're hosting from the same bedroom. And so it's going to be one that you're going to want to tune into. Uh, if you're watching this live on Twitch, after this is Diablo Immortal with Greg, Joey, Andy, and Mike. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. Remember this. 
has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, so stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily. <laughs>